Welcome to the Bold Speak Podcast. I'm Anthony Creedon. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to explore how the gospel can actually overcome fear and how gospel living is the key. And on a special holiday edition of The Inner Out, we're going to let you in on one of the best and worst Hallmark Christmas movies this season. Believe me, there are some bad ones. All that right now as we give them the bold speak. Welcome again, everyone, to the Bold Speak Podcast. So glad you could be with us as we continue to look at this Overcome by the Gospel series. Um, just to give you a bit of a quick reminder, um, what we're talking about over the course of these four podcasts dealing with overcoming is how gospel living and the gospel itself actually overcomes many of the difficult uh, emotional struggles that, that we face in life. And specifically, we're looking at fear, anger, and shame. And today, we're going to be looking at fear, um, how the gospel overcomes fear and, and actually literally can overcome it. Uh, through gospel living. Uh, I'm joined once again by my lovely wife, Ashley. Hello, darling. Hello. Um, and, and we're going to kind of go through and, and talk about some of these things and, and maybe help to guide you through um, what overcoming fear with the gospel looks like. Um, but before we, I think, get too far into that, I think we need to, to back up just a little bit and, and talk a little bit um, about... What, what we're really after here, and, and, you know, we're dealing with things like fear, we're dealing with anger, we're dealing with shame, but there's kind of deeper connections that are that are a part of that. And, and one of the main things um, that we need to make sure we address is that what we're ultimately looking for is, is connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what we're looking for is is that sense of, of love and, and human connectedness. Um, and, and we feel that that's, like, lacking, or we feel like, you know, having those connections or feeling that love is threatened many times that that's that's when these sinful emotions sort of take over um that's when we can let like fear kind of leak into our lives and then we start making decisions uh based on fear um and and that's where it really kind of starts to to cause problems so you know while we're dealing with fear anger and shame uh, the sort of the root or core fear that's in all of that is a, a feeling of disconnectedness right um, so yeah, fear, anger, and shame are so directly correlated to one another within just the way that we operate as humans and as, as sinful humans. Right. Um, so yeah. it's it's really fascinating to see how you know each one manifests itself in different ways. Right. Yeah. It, they all sort of come from a same kind of dark place within us mm-hmm. that that right. really um, is is in many ways rooted to, and we're going to get to this. Is many way many ways rooted to the the realities of, of our relationship to God and relationship to each other that was even experienced um, in, in the sin of Adam and Eve. Um, so this is like at the root of, of sin um, and, and, and kind of their experiences and what they felt. So, well, like I said, we'll talk about that more here in a bit. Um, but I, I think, you know, to, to kind of get us started, um, we need to make sure that we understand what fear is um, and specifically that we understand that fear is is neutral fear is not necessarily bad or good right there are times when fear can be helpful it's what you do with the fear the reaction that you have to fear that can sometimes be the problem and so understanding that uh, really kind of sets the stage for this conversation about fear because we're going to be looking at um, what fear develops in us 
Right. Um, I'm reminded of, of Matthew 25 and the, the parable of the talents. Uh, and many of you are probably familiar with this parable. Right. To summarize, you have a master who gives talents to three people. He gives 10 to one. He gives five to another and gives one to another. And then the master re-engages with them once he gets back from a lengthy, uh, a lengthy trip. And he asks what they've done with it. The first guy who got 10 talents says, you know, I, I doubled your talents. Here's your portion. And, and the master is pleased. The next guy has five. He too has doubled it. The master is pleased. But then you get to the guy who he gave one talent to. And the guy that he gave one talent to, his reaction to the master, I think, is very telling when it comes to fear and, and what it can develop inside of us. And this is Matthew chapter 25, uh, beginning at verse 25. It says, um, I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. Right, And, and so this interaction that you get with the master uh, and this gentleman who, who had the one talent and buried it, is that the master gave him the talent with the intention that he would do something with it, that he would be productive with it. Instead, because this guy was, was so afraid of the master, um, that fear caused him to do the opposite of what the master desired him to do. And so he ends up hiding it, it does nothing, and the master is not pleased, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is what we see when we see the idea that... that, that Fear can cause us to sin, to do that which our master God desires us not to do um, because we have fear in that relationship. And that can a lot of times cause problems. It can cause problems um, between us and other people and, and cause problems between us and God. Right. Yeah, you mentioned earlier um, the, the passage in Genesis where... Um, fear caused Adam and Eve to, to hide. Right. Um, and that, that I think is, you know, it's, it's no new story that, you know, that our fears often cause us to hide from other people, from God. Um, Genesis three, verse 10 says, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because mm. I was naked and I hid myself. Right. Now we, we might not hide physically. Um, right. Although I, I suppose that's not outside the realm of possibility <laughs> right, these days, right, um, right? But but um, you know, a lot of times our, our fear of our sin, um, what had happened there was they they had just eaten of the fruit that God told them not to eat from, right? Um, and and he was they were afraid. Um, so a lot of times our fear causes us to hide from God, hide from other people, um, right? Hide our true selves. You know, it it. it causes a lack of vulnerability which which then causes a, a shallow relationship with other people right yeah we have this this fascinating moment where right at the end of genesis 2 it tells you that adam and eve were naked and weren't ashamed about that right there was no right. no sense of um kind of a, a wall between them or anything that was you know um, maybe awkward or difficult for them in their relationship between each other. And then the very first indication that they have fallen into sin is that they realize they're naked. And, and so they have to find, you know, leaves and things to hide themselves from each other. 
And then you hear God walking through the garden and yeah, they, they then hide from God. So right. yeah, there's this like, I don't know, sort of primal sense of, of I, I need to hide from this, right? Right. Um, protect. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Very well put. Yeah. To, to protect myself mm-hmm. um, from whatever this is. And yeah, there's a, a lot of an idea of kind of self-protection kind of buried right. or rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, we heard a really great sermon on this on Sunday oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that he, our pastor, um, Gabe Casper of University of Lutheran Chapel, Ann Arbor, um, kind of touched on this idea um, in, in saying that um, there was a, a survey done of Christians um, hmm. and the, the survey question was, um, who do you hope that the presidential election um benefits the most right and and an astounding 61 percent of of christians said me right i i hope it benefits me right and people who are like me right which is uh, appalling <laughs> right, right. very that's, very self-centered yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's the exact opposite of of what jesus would want us to say in that situation or to right. feel in that situation well and very much about um, protecting me exactly right? just like you right. said yeah self-protection yeah. right um, and, and this quote from this sermon, which we'll, we'll link the sermon in this as well. Um, the quote in this sermon, Pastor Gabe said, there's, there's people who feel scared. They feel they're under attack as our culture continues to shift to a more po- post-Christian reality. So in that fear, they've decided to bunker down and lash out. Mm. That is not the way of Jesus. That we extend hospitality, that we love our enemies, that we welcome the stranger, that we show hospitality to those who are different from us. Right. That's the way of Jesus. That's right. the way that even even in our fear, God would want us to act in these ways. Right. And not like put a sort of protective shell around us. And, and, and like you said, like kind of hunker down and mm-hmm. and avoid those kind of interactions and, and conversations right. and stuff. Um, Lash out in, in anger. or Yeah. 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 The like. Right. Yeah. And so, and yeah, it's a perfect example of, of kind of what, what fear makes us do. It, it, it is 100% rooted in self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so afraid, uh, that it, it, it creates problems. Um, mm-hmm. it creates problems of, of lack of action or horrible actions toward other people. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I get it. I mean, I, this election was was not ideal, right? right. <laughs> nor nor was the last. I mean, right. I, I think we we've had more rejection elections in in the past than we've had like a quality candidate who genuinely right. cares for the people of this country, right? Um, so in that context, I understand the fear, right? Um, and I think that kind of segues into you know fear fear in and of itself is not like you said before not a bad thing not a good thing right <clears throat> fear just is right. it's something that it's something that we have it's something that we deal with right um it, but it's not about it's not about whether or not we have fear you know i think mm-hmm. in a lot of conversations like this it, it's easy to take away that fear is the problem right fear is not the problem right right fear just exists right um but it's what we do in that fear, whether it spurs us towards action of loving others or it spurs us towards action of bunkering down and lashing out right. or, or acting in anger or right. do you, do hiding. You get, do you get the sense that, you know, when it comes to fear, in, in many ways like conflict, 
we've just sort of built this idea around it that the way that we overcome it is to avoid it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's that's our reaction. So right. rather than addressing it, we would just rather avoid it. But just mm-hmm. like with conflict, the problem is the more you avoid it, the less work you get with it and the less you know how to handle it when it comes. Because it's it's not like we can just avoid fear altogether, right? right we're we're right. never going to be afraid ever again. Like that's, <laughs> Wouldn't that's, that be great? <laughs> right. that's, that's not a thing. <laughs> right. um, you know, we're, we're going to face fear just like we're going to face conflict. Right. And we shouldn't be avoiding it. And, right. And I feel like that's just the the, the general tenor of, of how people approach overcoming fear. Right. I think, I think people sometimes seems to misconstrue the idea of of courage as the absence of fear right but but courage is is absolutely not the absence of fear right Uh, courage is what we do in the face of fear right and what we do with that fear right yeah i mean yeah god's words to joshua be strong and courageous wasn't be strong and courageous so don't, don't go be into the afraid promise. of all the horrible <laughs> right. things that are about to happen. Right. <laughs> be strong and courageous and just sit right here and just wait. Like that right. that wasn't it. It was be strong and courageous because I'm going to send you into a difficult situation. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you in there and I need you to be strong and courageous. And and the courage is in God, not in what like Joshua is capable of doing. And, right. and that's the kind of courage that, that God is asking us to have that, that faces fear mm-hmm. rather than runs from it. Right. Yeah, so I, you know, I, in 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 that respect, I, you know, I think we can look at kind of where where the root is of the problem, and then understand how to overcome fear because we understand how fear operates. And and you know, I'm I'm reminded of of, of Matthew 10, you know, where where Jesus is is talking to uh, the disciples and, and and talking to them about the the fear that they carry with them and and they're they're dealing with or struggling with the, the fear of persecution right that, mm-hmm. that is going to come right it's not a question of if it's just a matter of when and and he says and, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell right again matthew 10 28 and and a lot of what he's getting to there is is you know if there's something that we should be really afraid of Right, it's it's the kind of eternal realities, not necessarily what's what's going on in front of us, right. because God is bigger than a lot of the, the the things that we face. And and I say that, and I don't, I don't want that to sound trite. Really, like I'm immediately reminded of like God is bigger than the <laughs> boogeyman, right? For all you VeggieTale fans out there, right? So it, so that's kind of what comes to my head, and, and we sort of talk about overcoming fear in the sort of like trite, um, right. kind of quippy way. But that's not what we're dealing with. And that's not what Jesus is dealing with here. He's saying, look, there, there are things to be afraid of, mm-hmm. right? Genuine things to be afraid of. But you have to realize what the genuine things to fear are and what they aren't. And mm-hmm. we should be, if we're going to be afraid, we should be afraid and, and, and live our lives thinking about the eternal consequences of the way that we carry ourselves and the way that we treat other people. And in the way that we um, kind of live in relationship to others and live in relationship to God and, and, and thinking about, you know, what are the implications of all the decisions and, and things that we make? So I think that's that's a big thing. And with that, then I think there's there's two points that are really important. The first is, is that 
overcoming fear and realizing the love and relationship that we have with our God as a result of what Christ has done, it, it gives us a certain amount of freedom, right? And that we're not like looking over our shoulder all the time, trying to figure out if God's happy with us or if right. we still have a relationship. We, we do, right. right? That's not going anywhere. And, and because of what Christ has done and, and the freedom that it allows us to have in the gospel, now we have this freedom to live that out in the lives of other people. Mm. Right? And this, yes. is a, mm -hmm. this is a really big thing for Paul. He talks about this extensively. Um, and, and like I, I think of Galatians, um, you know, at the end of Galatians, when he's talking about this kind of freedom to be a slave and to be a slave to others. And so now that we have that freedom in the relationship with God and we have this freedom to now live that out in the lives of others, I think that's where we start to see the reality of, of overcoming fear, like legitimately overcoming fear. Right. Um, when we live gospel lives in relationship to other people, when we actually walk alongside people in their fear, um, when we stand with them, that's, that's pretty powerful. Um, and, and I think you and I have both seen that, um, you know, when we love people, when we actually walk alongside them, it can do a great deal of service in overcoming fear. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of, um, verse in first John, um, this is chapter four, verse 18. Mm. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear right. for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. That's great. Um, actually, this was our wedding verse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. Um, but yeah, so we, we've established that fear can be eliminated within our relationship with God. It's, mm -hmm. it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's God forgives us. God loves us. Right. Um, God, God very clearly proved that to right. us. Right, um, right. He doesn't operate by fear. He just loves. Right, yeah. right. Um, but I think what's left then for, for us is the fear of judgment of other people, mm -hmm. of ridicule, mm -hmm. of, um, you know, that, that punishment that this verse mentions. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that, that we tend to want to hide from. Right. Um, it's easier to hide from that than it is to, to face that and to admit, you know, in, in a situation of conflict right you know what yeah i screwed up right you're right i'm right. i'm sorry that i hurt you right you know or any number of situations it's right. easier to to say no i i didn't do that that's not true right you know and and to hide from that um but but god has proven to us countless times that his perfect love casts out fear within right his relationship and our relationship to him um and, and we are expected to reflect that as well. Right. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that gets to, uh, you know, what we've been sort of talking about now for a little while in terms of self-protection. And that's, I think that's where the, the, the crux of, of overcoming fear really comes into play is, is, you know, we, we become so afraid and so invested in protecting ourselves, you know, that we hide from each other, that mm -hmm. we avoid each other, that we, you know, don't act in, in love and connectedness because it's easier to just push people away. It's easier to just keep people, you know, at arm's length and, and not really invest because then there's things that we have to admit about ourselves, uh, about other people. Mm -hmm. um, and in the interest of self-preservation, we just kind of let fear 
drive those decisions. Right. Right. And so, you know, that, that kind of hunkering down. And, and the problem is, is that, you know, when we do that, you know, when we're afraid to, to engage in conflict in, in a constructive way, when we're afraid to admit our mistakes, when we're afraid to be vulnerable and open with each other and really engage in human connectedness, mm-hmm. that just creates, you know, more and, and, and more distance. So, so the question then becomes, what, so what do we do? Right. How, how do we overcome this? What, what are the steps? What are some practical steps here? Because we've said from the very beginning, we, you know, we're not engaging this, this topic as a thought exercise, right? right? We don't want to, uh, we want people to come away from this thinking like, oh, well, you know, the way to overcome fear is just to know God loves me and, and whatever. <laughs> right, right. Like that's, you know, that's true. But that's that's only that's helpful in a sense. But that's only helpful within our relationship with God. Exactly, exactly. We have to have some practical application here. And, and again, the whole idea of bold speak is that the the gospel, as it's given to us, is then disseminated out to others, and it's right. lived out. So, so what are the practical steps of 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 living out the gospel to overcome fear? What you know? Do you, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts or? Um, what are ways that the gospel lived out overcomes fear? Um, you know, I think just in in the face of fear to actively choose to act in love. Mm. Um, I think sometimes the idea of am I feeling afraid is is kind of can be kind of an abstract idea. Sure, sure, sure. You, you might know, not recognize it in the moment. In the moment, right. You know, but but in those moments of anger, um, to genuinely take the time to to peel back those layers of emotion and figure out what am I feeling here? What, what, why am I threatened? Why am I angry, frustrated, stressed out? You know, whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to, to take the time to figure that out, but still choose to engage. Right. Um, you know, if you're in a conversation with somebody and you're, you're feeling these feelings to, to take the time to tell that person that, right. Um, and then, engage engage in love and um go on from there because that can be a a really powerful and awesome opportunity for that person to live the gospel for you as well right yeah and i think that's i think that's that's quality uh yeah you know choosing to engage in those Mm -hmm. moments um in those moments where the the fear might be telling you to to, to pull back Right, right right to avoid to run um yeah choosing to engage and choosing to embrace love in that moment and you know, think about the other person, think about what you're feeling that mm-hmm. that can be powerful. Um, right. I mean, it, uh, think about people in your life that maybe you fear judgment or punishment from mm-hmm. or, or flip that and think about, you know, people who maybe fear judgment or punishment from you. Right. Um, maybe people who, who need to hear those active words of forgiveness right. um, or, or vice versa. Um maybe there are people that you need to hear those words from as well um i think extending forgiveness rather than just saying i'm sorry it's okay no it's not okay right right <laughs> what you did wasn't okay but i forgive you right because that's what jesus called me to do uh, yeah and, um, and saying those words in a conflict or in in a situation like that where you fear that judgment but you receive forgiveness is right. incredibly powerful yeah you know that's I, I think i think those three words of i forgive you mm-hmm. the power in those words is underrated 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's something I know that, that you and I have talked about at length over the course of our relationship, how mm-hmm. important those words are. To when s- it, it's to awkward at first. It is. It, oh, absolutely. It I is. mean, that was something that, you know, that you kind of brought to the table more so than me. I, I didn't necessarily grow up actively saying those words after a fight with mm. my brother or, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. It was like, uh, whatever. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just going to let it go, walk away. <laughs> right, It'll right. sort itself but, out, yeah. But, you know, and it, it took me some time to to humble myself enough to be able to actively say those and, and mean it. Right. Um, I think we've gotten a lot better at it <laughs> yeah. over, over yeah. the years. Yeah, but um, it, takes, it takes work. Yeah, It takes for practice. Sure. Uh, you know, it's it's funny what you just said there. Um, uh, and And... It's kind of got me thinking about, you, you know, you said it, it's humbling to say, I forgive you. Right. Which I think is a, a little, uh, you know, different than I think the way most people think about it, because most people might think, and it is, right? It's, it's humbling to admit what you've done, but it's equally mm-hmm. humbling. To admit that you were hurt by it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy how much vulnerability it takes to say, I forgive you mm-hmm. where we're, I think mentally we might think to ourselves like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, kind of maybe the easy part or that's the, mm-hmm. you know, I forgive you. Okay. It's done. You know, we're, we're moving on, but to genuinely express, like I was hurt by that. Right. Um, that, 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 that did have a negative effect on me, but mm-hmm. you know, I forgive you. And, and, and that's an extension of, of love as well. Right. I mean, it's, it, takes a lot of love to be able to forgive and right. it takes a lot of love directly from from god right. Right. <laughs> in order to be able to forgive um you know it's it's in those moments even when you're still kind of maybe still hurting from right. what happened or what whatever you know whatever situation it, right. it was right 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 um you know to in the midst of that hurt to say uh, I, I forgive you. Right. I, well, I still think you're really annoying and right, I'm right. not happy with right, you, but right. I love you and I forgive you. You right, know, I we'll, love you enough to right. forgive you. And maybe that starts a process of working through it, you know, in repentance and in love. And, and mm-hmm. you know, even that can be powerful. You know, I'm, I'm also reminded of, um, you know, Tim Keller when he talked about forgiveness, when he said that, you know, forgiveness, it, it hurts. Like mm-hmm. there's a, a pain associated with forgiveness because like Christ you know, it, it hurt to take on the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. And when you forgive, you are absorbing, just like Christ absorbed our sins, you're absorbing the sin of the person who wronged you. Right. And and so there's pain there, uh, right. kind of a personal right. pain. And that, again, takes vulnerability to say, I forgive you and absorb that pain. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just one example, you know, of of actively loving in the face of fear. I mean, maybe right. the, maybe the situations don't specifically involve forgiveness. Maybe it's more of a, like somebody is confessing something to you that didn't sure. directly hurt you, you know, sure. but to still be able to say you are loved and forgiven by a, by an all powerful and loving God. And I love you still too, right. even in the midst of your sin, even in the face of, of what happened or what you did, right. I still am choosing to love you right. and, and be here for you in this moment. Yeah. And that's, that's life changing mm-hmm. for someone to hear. Right. You know, and that's what we're talking about. You know, when you live the gospel like that and genuinely show love and walk beside people who are struggling with sins and struggling with fear, that's that freedom that opens them up and allows them to overcome fear mm-hmm. um, and to kind of, and, and to move past it. 
You know, I think, you know, an, another thing that, that can be really important and powerful, and I know this is something that, again, you and I try to do. Um, we don't <laughs> always do it well, um, but it's, you know, when, when you're in the midst of, of a conflict, when you're in the midst of, of something, a difficult situation or, you know, a difficult conflict with a person, kind of stopping and, and taking inventory of, of maybe what's sitting kind of behind everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what am I genuinely afraid of here? Like if, if I'm in a conflict with somebody, am I afraid of what they'll think of me? Is my personal value on the line? And so because of that, I carry this fear with me and that's why I'm acting this way. Right. Um, some of that sort of self-recognition, um, or, you know, even stopping in the midst of a conflict and, and, and we've tried to do this at times and sometimes it's gone well and sometimes it hasn't to, to say, you know, what I'm, I'm hearing this in your voice or I'm hearing this in the mm, conflict. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's, again, it's not the most comfortable of things to do. Um, but I think when we've done it, we've seen positive results, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Of, of saying, you know, what's, what sucks, but yeah, <laughs> it does. It's, it's oh, it, it, the level helpful. of, yeah, the level of vulnerability yes. that it takes mm-hmm. in that moment to stop and say, okay, hold on. Right. I feel like there's something bigger going on right. here. Let's dig deeper. Um, man, that right. hurts. <laughs> right. But it, it can be helpful. It can mm-hmm. be so powerful. And then the next time you enter into a conflict like that, you're a little bit more aware. You're a little mm-hmm. bit more, I guess, maybe you, you feel a little bit safer to right. open up and genuinely engage um, the next time. And so I think that's that's that that can be a super helpful piece. Difficult, for yeah, sure. Right. Um, but, but that helpful, can be. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that opens the door for, for empathy as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Empathy within your situation, within other situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is critical. It's so, so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, we, Tony and I read the um, Daring Greatly book by Brene uh, Brown. Yes, 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 yes. Man, I am I am such a Brene Brown <laughs> fan girl. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I had never even heard of her until you you introduced her to me, mm-hmm. and, and then we started to read through her stuff and looking at it was like, man, she is spot She's on. She's in- incredible. She is a, a shame and and fear researcher, mm-hmm. um, and she, man, does she hit the nail on the head yeah, she so does. many so many times. Yeah, she does. Um, you know, and, and just even just like basic biblical principles right. and, you know, things that the Bible say, this is what your reaction is probably going to be <laughs> right. to this or whatever, you know, right, right, right. it's just an arbitrary idea. But, but she, she proves that right time with and time research. again, right. Yeah. With actual concrete research. And right. it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's almost um, like someone's doing research and going like, see the Bible's true there. See the Bible's <laughs> right, true there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have a chance to check out Brene Brown, definitely yeah, do so. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, back to empathy. Yes. <laughs> she, as she says in here, um, empathy is connecting with the emotions that someone is experiencing, not the event or the circumstance. Mm. Empathy is a strange and powerful thing. There is no script. There is no right way or wrong way to do it. It's simply listening, holding space, withholding judgment, emotionally connecting, and communicating that incredibly healing message of you are not alone. Mm, gosh. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the, the, you know, like she says, the opening up of the space, mm-hmm. the, the freedom to be open and vulnerable, the freedom to face fear right. um, with each other. And 
kind of allowing that sense of like I'm I'm with you in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. That's yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and that's you know that's the gospel living that overcomes fear. Absolutely, that, that's yep. what it looks like. You you know you create that space for people to to overcome fear by your gospel love, mm-hmm. where you extending the same love that God gives to you out to others. Mm-hmm. It empowers other people to overcome fear and. and that's, I think, the crux of what we're talking about here. Right, right. Um, well, and, and I like that she said it's not it's not an understanding of their situation. Right. You know, I think a lot of times we hold back from the even the very idea of empathy because, well, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't understand that. Well, that's right. not what empathy is. No. You know, think down to, and it, it to be truly empathetic really forces you and the other person to, to dig down to the root of the emotions that you're feeling within those situations. Right. And maybe I can't connect or, or understand the situation that you're in. Right. But I do understand those emotions. Right. And that sucks. Right. Right. You know, that's that's frustrating. That's difficult. That's whatever, whatever right. it is. Um, to dig down to those emotions and, and relate to those um, is a really helpful helpful thing to do to to kind of sit in that hole with right. somebody else and right. just you know sit in the darkness right not not giving like we mentioned last week spiritual platitudes of right. whatever right, but, right, right. but to just genuinely sit in the darkness with somebody and and feel those emotions with them yeah it's powerful I, yeah and i think i think fear is overcome when the person says to themselves they received me once mm-hmm. they'll receive me again right and and now we don't carry that fear, but just kind of embrace the the relationship, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah, no, that's that's great stuff. I, you know, and I think as we continue forward here and, and, and get into these topics dealing with you know anger, uh, which we'll deal with next week, and then getting into shame, um, mm-hmm. I think that same thread carries its way through right. um, about empathy and opening up that space, and and, and we're going to get to all that stuff. So. You know, we appreciate you uh, joining us for this podcast about fear. And, and hopefully, if you have any questions or comments, please make sure you you put those down um, in the comments. Uh, you know, you can always contact us uh, via our social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all at forward slash the bold speak. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on these things and, and, and how maybe, you know, maybe even a situation where you've um, kind of encountered conflict and, and overcome fear. So give, mm-hmm. you know, give some positive feedback and maybe some places where you've done that or even places where you're struggling, whatever it is. Um, we'd love to, we'd love to help you out here. Sure. Um, as always, uh, please make sure that you, uh, follow us here. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, and, and, and also share this. If, if you can think of somebody who, you know, you think can maybe use this message and, and use these ideas to, to overcome fear. Um, share this on social media, uh, get it out there, and hopefully um, we can help people sort of process some of these things. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, now that we've kind of discussed overcoming fear, now it is time to talk about a subject that has really been on our hearts as of late, and that is <laughs> our Hallmark Christmas movie watching. Um, there have been some good ones. And there have been some bad ones. And that is the topic of this special holiday edition of The In or Out. All right, young man, in or out? 
Okay, so for, for those of you who, who know us and interact with us with some kind of regularity, you know that we are really big Hallmark Christmas movie watchers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- this started as a result of when we started a relationship, we were long distance. And so we were trying to find things to kind of watch and interact with together. Mm-hmm. And, and Hallmark Christmas movies just kind of became a thing. Initially, to, we, we started them to make fun to of make them. To make fun of them, yeah. Um, um, they were so bad that they were funny. And, yeah. and it gave us something entertaining, entertaining to do. To do. And, you know, we we queue it up on our TV and have FaceTime open and yeah and, and watch them ex- and, and laugh experience together experience them together yeah well and, and so experience them <laughs> yeah um you know and, and so uh, you know we we did it with the idea that many would be bad but some of them were were actually good um mm-hmm. you know some of them over the years we'd found that we really like and and so uh, there's something to that that heartwarming. Right. Cheesiness over the holiday <laughs> right. season. Right. You know, the couple always comes together and falls in love. And, right. Um, so, you know, I, I would say, so for, 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 for this past week of, of, of movies that we watched, we'll, we'll make a recommendation. If you, if you watch Hallmark movies, um, we'll give you the recommendation of what we think was great and what you maybe want to avoid or watch because it's hilarious how bad it is. <laughs> um, but the, the one that we really liked this week was Five Star Christmas. Um, it was just a, a cute little story about how um, this girl comes home and her father had turned their childhood home into an inn um, and they have a, a reviewer coming and and they have to kind of get everything ready and, and make a good impression. Um, so they get a five star review and, and help the inn to be successful. I, I thought it was very well acted. Um, yeah, for, for Hallmark standards, it was very... Yeah. Uh, the script was good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't overly cheesy. There were there were times we actually laughed out loud because it was funny. Right. Um, not because not bad. It was funny, bad. But like, yeah. That was a, a cute little quippy line. There. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So uh, that one was great. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, so if if again you have access to Hallmark Five Star Christmas, we really liked it. Um, I would highly recommend that. On the other side of the coin. Um. There was one this week that was just atrocious, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was uh, the what was it? This Christmas, Christmas she, she wrote. wrote, yeah. Um, and this one has a, a, a Hallmark star in it, right? Danica is like she she does a lot of these Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you may remember her as Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years. Um, she she was in this movie, and usually they're they're okay, right? They're not bad. Mm-hmm. This one was bad. <laughs> um, she she ends up like she gets fired from her job, um, where she writes a column, and the the I guess the, the owner of the newspaper, the head, gets upset and, and tells the guy that fired her that he has to go win her back, right, to get her back right. to to this newspaper. And as he comes to town, the the what you would think normally under Hallmark circumstances, like okay, it's about these two people um, and how they come together. But their whole interaction was just awkward right. at, at every moment. And and then we we in, in the middle of the movie, you have this, what, it was like an ex- Extreme, like ex, ex fiance. Fiance, <laughs> yeah, enters into the picture seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and he was like building hospitals in Haiti. And then all of a sudden he goes... You know, I, I think I'm going to give that up, and I think I'm going to to work here and stay home so that I can I can be with you. Um, and so he starts to like hint toward that, and he's trying to win her back. And then at the at the end of the movie, there's this uh, I say great with with every ounce of um, facetiousness I can muster. Right, right. Um, but he's he's like I uh, 
I, I've decided to, to be here with you and I'd like to give it another shot. And her, her response is like, yeah, but I know you and you, you should probably want to go build hospitals in Haiti. And he's like, yep. yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, I, I guess I'm going to go back to Haiti and build hospitals. And she's like, okay. And they hug and like, that's, that's the okay. end of it. Bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's like out of nowhere. Right? It's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, so, you know, uh, again, so for our, our reviews here, five star Christmas, genuinely good movie. We encourage you. Uh, if you watch Hallmark movies, um, or even if you don't uh, watch this one, it's, it's pretty quality. Um, if you want to find one to avoid or one to watch that it's funny because it's just bad, uh, we would suggest Christmas, she wrote. Um, yeah. So, um, Five Star Christmas, we are in. Christmas, she wrote, we are definitely out. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bold Speak Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to our channels on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the latest on podcasts. Follow us online at www.theboldspeak.com or follow us on social media using Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all at forward slash theboldspeak. Be sure to join us next week as I'm once again joined by my wife, Ashley, as we talk about how the gospel can overcome anger. You're not going to want to miss it. Until next time, everyone. Keep living the gospel and giving them the bold speak.